Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that will break any curse and knows how to light a candle without a match. Hint, we use a lighter. <laughs> or we film it in reverse. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, the real question of this month is, which witch is which when when choosing a witchy character? Good question. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we are looking at witched-themed movies for the month of October. You almost didn't Which, get that out, did you? No, because I also spelt a word wrong and I couldn't figure out what word it is. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. Um, so it's a toad bit tamer than traditional Halloween movies. And yes, that was an actual pun intended. But fun enough that you'll want to invite nine ladies over and banish that ex-boyfriend of yours. With us is the most prestigious witch finder, Hassa. Hello. And myself, the excellent deputy witch finder, Chris. Would that make me the witch finder general? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. You get a coat and everything. Cool. I was trying to... Uh... Do I get the fun hat? Yep. Nice. <laughs> On today's episode, uh, we delve into the world of witchcraft that is mostly harmless and indeed helpful unless you fall in love with an Owens woman or apply a lotion to the wrong part of your body. <laughs> or, you know, date somebody from Transylvania. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take your broom, grab some herbs, and crank up the Stevie Nicks. As we recast Practical Magic. That's right. She's on the soundtrack twice. She is? I only got the one at the end. Yeah, there's two in the end. Oh. I didn't watch the whole credits. Oh, I didn't either. I just looked up the soundtrack. So yeah, Practical Magic from 1998. Came out around Halloween, October 16th. Mm -hmm. It actually came out the day we're recording this. (laughs) Huh. (laughs) There we go. So it's been what? What year? Uh, 1998. Eight, so, so 24 years. Mm-hmm. Correct. 24 years ago today, this movie came out. This is a first for us. <laughs> Not often. We didn't even plan that. No, because I didn't realize it until right now. Yeah. Um, Spooky. So I have to address this. Before we talk about the movie, I have to address this right away. Um, the Rotten Tomato score on this one is just wackadoo. <laughs> so the critics gave it a 23%. Which to me makes sense. This movie's not good. It's not great. It, you know, whatever. The audiences, however, gave it a 73. <laughs> this is definitely one of those yeah. cult classic. Who's your audience? This is one of those cult classic. Women love this movie. Men love this movie too. But like, this is one of those 1990s romantic comedy, not comedy, romance movies that was just huge. Mm-hmm. And I remember because I. You know, I have a sister, Mm -hmm. I have a mother, like Mm -hmm. most people do, um, and dad who didn't care what we watched at night, so we watched movies like this all the time, and this one was definitely in rotation in in my house a lot. Um, And Speed. My mom loves Speed. Oh, I love Speed. Um, But this one, I guess that makes sense with Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Sandra Bullock was... Um, But re-watching this movie now... Mm -hmm. I've loved the chemistry between the two leads. Uh, Nicole Kidman, yeah. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I, yep. I really, obviously as a kid, I never really realized um, how well they did like the grief yeah. and the depression. Because like even the kids like, mom, you haven't gotten out of bed in days. <laughs> right? I got to uh, go to school. <laughs> yeah. Like I did yesterday and the yeah. day before. Like, um and Stalker Channing and Diane Weist are just fun to watch in this. They're definitely like a... I enjoyed a, them. Aunt Hilda and Aunt Zelda. Yeah. It's like 
Sabrina Teenage Witch type of thing. Like one's a little more serious, the other one's yeah. a little more kooky. I really enjoyed them more, I think, now being older yeah. and getting getting them more as a character than you know when you're mm-hmm. young. You're just watching you're like, eh, yeah, it's magic. Where is the magic? Yeah. But they're more like. No, we're leaving them to their own shit. They gotta sort this out. Yeah. We'll be back. And and speaking of magic, this is exactly what I wanted from Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. They're using their magic. Like she doesn't stir her coffee. Not no. once in this movie does she stir her own coffee. Well, she starts and then she'll let it go. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when she's doing that in front of the cop, and then she's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> undo it." Was <laughs> me. I don't know what you're thinking. Like, but like that's exactly like I wanted this. In Witches of Eastwick, I wanted this world where they know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. just doing small things because they don't know any better. And right, well, they do know better. Like, and that's the whole no, point. No, but I, even sorry, like, sorry, I meant like that from Witches of Eastwick. Oh, yeah. I wanted them to do small things that they didn't know any better, yeah. and then he comes in and shows them big things. Whereas they know how to change the world around them. They just know that there are consequences to it. Well, I love the fact that the first time you get it, it's. Um, when her husband dies and she comes running in, she's like, you can bring him back. You know how to do it. Yeah. And I've it's seen like, it I've, seen, I've seen it in the book. And you're like, holy shit, they actually know how to do it. Mm-hmm. They know what, like you said, they know what the consequences are of this. Yeah. He's they, not right anymore. No, he's darker. <clears throat> there are parts of this movie that do really need to be updated and changed. Mm-hmm. But like, um, this, this is when we talk there, about there, there are two. There are two <laughs> main parts that just I, I couldn't... I, I don't know. It just felt weird. One is when she's driving, Nicole Kidman's character is driving the first time back. Oh, that, that weird like, green screeny thing? Yeah, the green screen where it's like the day's changing, but the road is staying yeah, the same. Yeah, that was really weirdly done. And I'm like, and then she's there, and then she's that, gone? That totally screwed me up. I'm like, did she actually come? Or was she just there for the night? Like, That's what I was like. Is she just projecting herself, and see, that's how they're visioning it? And I... Sh- and that I have actually has that in one of my changes. Like yeah. that is like her just be lying in her own bed, and then she's there. in in the bed with her sister, and then they do all that, and like it was yeah. just because then it shows that they're, they're connected. Because they before that they were looking at their their hands, their hands, and that blood curse, not not curse, blood pact thing yeah. that they do, right? That one, and so and then the second one is when you see the ghost of Jimmy. Yeah. In the house with them the first time with yeah, the when cop. When it comes out. And oh. it tries to kill the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, it looks so off. And it, it doesn't fit for me really well in this movie. So, here's the thing. One of my major, major changes, because you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're batting at the door of this one. One of my major, <laughs> major changes is I want this movie to be a horror film. Hmm? I want this movie to have be a horror film that is also romantic. So, one of the things that I'm super... Shaun of the Dead? Kind of. One of the things that I'm super fond of right now is James Wan's most recent horror films. Um, the, so there was Malignant that came out a number of years ago mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic. And then he has the new one, Megan, coming out that looks just bonkers. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> That's not her name. <laughs> it's Megatron. <laughs> um, oh, we just always assumed they were short for Megan. Um, because they're, they're clearly horror films. But, like, Malignant has this amazing action sequence in it. Mm-hmm. And it has a couple of, like, smaller action sequences in it. And it's more like a, a weird sci-fi horror action movie. And it looks like the same thing with Megan. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, Megan, the trailer's only recently come out. Um, and it looks like there's this young girl doll 
like robot mm-hmm. who is taking care of the, a young girl who lost her parents and it goes bonkers and kills a bunch of people, but it's still acting like a young girl. Hmm. So it like dances and that stuff and it looks really weird. It just looks bonkers and I love it. And I couldn't help but watching this movie and think how cool would it be to have this Conjuring-esque horror film with these scary parts in it with also the romance of this, yeah. right? Because like one of the things I loved about Conjuring movies, also by James Wan, is the relationship between the two leads oh. is so well done. Warrens? The Warrens, yeah. Elizabeth and... Ooh, I'll look it up. But Ted. <laughs> but like the way those two actors... Patrick mm-hmm. Wilson and Vera Farmiga, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Play those parts is like they're super in love and they just have the just the most amazing chemistry together. And like it doesn't take away Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine. It doesn't take away from the scary parts, yeah. which is what I really like about those movies the most. Mm-hmm. Um they get a little downhill in the second and third one because they do the one thing in movies that I absolutely hate when people do, but um you know, I yeah. So this movie for me is a straight up. I want this to be a horror film. I want this to be marketed as that way, and still have those parts in it. Like this, they literally kill a spirit, and her joke is, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just killed a spirit. Like, why is that not scary? Like, because <laughs> he killed a spirit. But do you know what I mean? I have changes for that too, but we can get to those in yeah. a moment. And like. They have an exorcism scene. Yeah. Like, I get that they at the end of it, they're like, oh, hey, let's sweep him out of the room. Like, I kind of like all that because it just makes it fun. But, like, yeah, it's just, it's kind of ruined by jokes sometimes. A little bit, yeah. but, yeah. I think I'd go, I'd go a slightly different way. Yeah. However, before I get into mine, do you want some fun facts first? Yes, let's fun fact it up. Fun facts with Chris on the podcast. And Hass is there. Sounding like a weird Mario character. I'm drinking. Okay. So, fun fact number one. According to Miss Sandra Bullock, in the commentary, in the scene where Jillian and Sally get drunk with their aunts and they sling insults at each other. I love that scene. The actresses actually got drunk. They were drinking some very bad tequila that Nicole Kidman brought. Good, good chance. Um, Aiden Quinn's character, Gary Hallett. I was about to get interrupted. Okay. Has something called heterochromia iridium. Hi. Um, by the way, heterochromia iridium is a harmless condition in which one iris is colored partially or completely different than the other iris. Although it is fairly rare in humans, there are some celebrities with this condition, such as. Hey, hey, hey. Hold on. Yep, no. we're gonna wait. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. We're back. <laughs> Screamed into the mic. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we were talking about heterochromia iridium. Mm-hmm. What is heterochromia iridium, Hassa? Uh, two colored irises. Two colored irises. Pretty completely harmless. There are very f- few people that have this. However, there are some actors that do have this. There are three. Uh, Kate Bosworth, Mila Kunis, and Jane Seymour. All right. to some degree. All women? Hmm. A little weird. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look up. I was going to look up the facts. Lois, see how... La- Lois Lane, Meg Griffin, and uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah, Dr. Quinn. Okay, the real Death Watch Beetle, whose scientific name I cannot pronounce, 
It's like Zestobima rufovillisum. Mm-hmm. Just for all you people out there, insects. Um, does indeed make a noise associated in folklore with impending death, but for cinematic purposes, this presents a problem. When the beetle can be heard, it cannot be seen because it is it will be concealed within its burrows in a piece of old timber. The sound is of rapid tapping rather than the sound effect they used in the movie. Hmm. So tap, 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 tap. Okay. Following our good old folklore, there's a black dog that follows Sally's husband, Michael, on the day of his death. Um, oh, on the day of his death. This is no accident. According to several cultural traditions, mainly those of the I, British I Isles and thought about that when I saw that. Latin America, a sign of impending death can take the form of a black dog. Mm-hmm. Also, go watch Black Dog with Patrick Swayze. Black dog. Okay. <laughs> but, like, they talk about that in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Right? With the, it's the, it's the, the omen. The grim. Yeah, the grim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and finally, in the scene where they lay Jimmy's dead body on the table to resurrect him, you can hear Nicole Kidman, Kidman's Australian accent come through when she says, Sally, watch his balls. <laughs> Sally, watch his balls. <laughs> um, you can also see that Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. breaks character and slightly smirks. Hmm. Also, terrible, terrible continuity there. They lift Jimmy up. There's a bunch of bulls and shit on there. They plump him on the table. Nothing's on there. I did not notice that. No, I no. noticed it, and I'm like, oh, bad continuity. No. Also, like for me, it was like, how did these two women who are very skinny, especially Sandra Bullock, who is not, who would like for this uh, era? Nicole was, Kidman is no, like but a Nicole stick. Kidman was always skinny. Yeah, and still is. But like Sandra Bullock has actually become a more normal sized human being mm-hmm. at this point in her life or now anyway uh, she was like rail thin in this especially that last scene where she's running towards um when she comes out of the woods oh when Aiden comes back yeah and it's just like whoa that is some that is some 1990s skinny. don't eat skinny yeah yeah it's just but i don't know this movie was weird it was weird we don't do a lot of romances on this movie, on this podcast, because of obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we did that one month of romantic comedies and stuff like that, but... We did? Well, we did, didn't we? I don't remember a romantic comedy month. Oh. You know, we did Sound of Music. That's kind of romantic comedy. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, yeah. We did oh, Gettysburg. No, I'm thinking sports movies. <laughs> <laughs> We did sports movies. Which are basically romantic comedies. They're the we male equivalent of... Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, like, this one is the most romantic-y type movie we've ever done. Right? Yes. But, okay, so going back to changes, because you were talking about you want this to be <laughs> more of a horror. Yeah. I don't. I want this to be more of a... I, I kind of like the fact that it's very normalized. Like, yep, they're witches. Yep, they kind of... They know it. They do spells. They're not hiding it as much, but they just go with it. And I mean, they they did struggle a bit with the Sandra Bullock character. I feel um, Sally's character mm-hmm. because she was always like, "No, no, I'm not." They're like, "You're the most. You're strong. You're powerful." She's like, "No, no, I don't want anything to do with witchcraft." But then she's doing stuff like stirring her yeah. and all that stuff and. Yeah. So I just kind of want it to either be a little bit pulled back. And I more. always hate that in movies about, one about witchcraft and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. why is one of them always the most powerful witch they've ever seen? Like, they even did that in Hocus Pocus 2. I didn't watch it yet. Well, oh. But like, yeah. what's your, um, Bette Midler's character? Oh, you're yeah. the most powerful witch we've ever seen. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, why? 
Why can't you just be like, well, you're really powerful. <laughs> but I want them to be like they are. They're, they're both powerful. But I like the fact that they. Well, we know where Nicole Kidman's. Yeah. Lie. They even said that in the drinking game. Yeah. And they're like, you're. But I love that scene. The yeah. fact that they st- sit around, are drinking this tequila and just shitting on each other, yeah. but laughing. Like mm-hmm. having the time. Like this is something they do. But that's what I was talking about with the chemistry. Yeah. Like the chemistry between Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock and then with their aunts as yeah. well is so well done. And I just love the fact that like midnight margaritas. Like yeah. they hear it and they're like, we're going. Yeah. Um, and then, like when they're going to the witch festival, yeah. don't let them dance naked in the moonlight. <laughs> you know it's optional. Well, and then when they get back, we dance naked <laughs> in the moonlight. <laughs> we got second place with the devil. <laughs> you ever dance with the devil? Yeah. Fail moonlight. But yes. the thing is, like, I don't know a lot about Wiccan, whatever yeah, the, Wiccan. the religion is. Um, is it Wiccan? It's Wiccan. Okay. Um, I guess we should have looked that up before I put my foot in my it's, mouth. Um, but I would hope that they did some of this right because, like, they—I know for a fact it's not about worshiping the devil. It's, and, no, um, it's about, and they mention that in this movie. They um, do, but they also do mention. So they talk about Hecate, 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 Hecate. Yeah, which is the goddess of witchcraft, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's Greek, I think, Roman, yeah, something like that, or ancient. But fun story about Hecate. Mm-hmm. Um, or however you pronounce it. I so may have there is, they mentioned Hecate in Macbeth. Yeah. There's a whole scene about her. Not in the original. No. Hecate wasn't around when Shakespeare wrote Macbeth. Yeah. They added that later because they, they, mm-hmm. they wanted to cause, they wanted the witches to seem, yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like we talked about this before, um, with the craft mm-hmm. when we did the craft, like they had Manon. Something like that, and like they, but they described him as like he wasn't the devil, and mm-hmm. they even said they had that great line where it's like, "Hey, if God and the devil were fighting, they would be the football players, and Maman or whatever it was is the I, stadium." I think Maman field from no Maman. There was another thing that was in Constantine. Yeah, there's there's yeah. we but, don't we don't know a lot about that religion. We and we apologize. Yeah. We're we're, we're, but like I, but it's not an evil. That's no. what I liked about this yeah. is they did not portray, even though the townspeople are dicks, mm-hmm. they didn't portray it as evil. But again, like the town is also going portrayed to as super religious mm-hmm. or religious in at least a, a way, right? Um, so that would make sense. They they're they're mm-hmm. told to fear what they don't know, and if the and they're feared fear the devil, and if yeah. if people think because which people have always thought that witches worship the devil, yeah. um. One of the things I actually don't like about the Hocus Pocus films is they talk about that. They're like, oh, we worship the yeah. devil. No, witches have never worshipped the devil. That's well, not how it works. Um, oh, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> like, master. Seen you. Yeah. Master. Yeah. yeah, no, that one is, but that, that's because the witch, kid's side of yeah, it, right? Witches like, were always about nature. Yeah. Right? They use, oh, you know. one is it? I can't remember what I was watching. Maybe it was Hocus Pocus, or not Hocus Pocus, um, The Witches of Eastwick, where he talks about how basically they were, yeah, they were the herbalists and the medicine women, yeah. and they were the ones that you'd go to, and they had the knowledge because of what they used in nature, mm-hmm. and then along comes religion and says, get out. Hey, women can't be smart. No. What are you doing? Get out of here. Well, there's that common like thing about, oh, Merlin just knew how to read. That's why people thought yeah. he was a wizard. 
Right. <laughs> Merlin was just slightly smarter. And, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. So um, changes, by the way. Yeah. So not going horror, staying kind of more of that. Romancy. Romancy, a little bit more of the comedy, more of the sister relationship. Um, instead of having that ghost appear in front of them, like I still want him haunting them and like they can't seem so, to get rid of him. Just to be clear, those are the parts I want to be scary. No, I know. I don't want the whole movie to seem like it's a no, horror no, movie. No, I, I know what you're right. getting at. And I think you should make it some aspect of scary. Like, they basically, and I love the fact she's like, yeah, we've killed him twice. Like, and he, she jokes. They, they did. She literally <laughs> told him the truth. Yeah. But he knew, she knew he wouldn't believe it. So no. that's why it was okay. What I want them to do near the end, instead of the band, like, he can possess her. They take over. Instead of them just sweeping him out, it's basically I want them to be like, okay, we're going to put him back into his mortal body. And kill him again. <laughs> but the cop's going to kill him. Oh. Because yeah. I want that to be like, oh, yeah, he get he comes out of his grave. He's alive. So the, he goes after them. And then the cop shows up. And because Should the cop him. is a cop, cop, and he has his, you know, talisman of star. Well, that's what she says. He's yeah. like, things you have that you believe in. Yeah. Like, you believe in the word of the law, therefore it's a talisman yeah. to you. But he right. sees it. He, they're going to attack, and he's the one that shoots him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, no, you guys didn't kill him because I just shot him. Yeah. Like He clearly wasn't dead. He was He was attacking. Yeah. Right? Nine, so. He was attacking nine women. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I, and I think they do an okay job making him the bad guy mm-hmm. but i think you should know that from the moment you see him on screen i think you need to go a little further with that you and... know and and i also think he should be like see i kind of want mine to be kind of gothy and weird um which is i picked an actor who i know can do that um because i kind of because like the way she describes him as like always oh, kind of transylvanian and yeah. stuff like that like i want it to be like he is into the fake side of this Right, he's the fake well, you vampire. Know, yeah, yeah, like kind of like this is a bad example because I know he's a talented magician, but like Chris Angel, mm-hmm. right? Who's that kind of fakey goth, right? Who you know, you know, because not that you ever were a goth, but you've known goth people, yeah. and like he's not that. No, like he's clearly fake goth, right? Uh, yeah, I he's trying too hard. I went, a, I went a little different. I want, I want the guy that's going kind of the gangstery type guy mm-hmm. I cast a British person um, but I want the guy that's like into the weird like you can almost go into the satanic version of that's this what I mean, and yeah. they're like no like even they can have a conversation where it's like no because the cop could be like oh he's into all this stuff and he's rituals mm-hmm. um, I was going to say scarring but not scarring branding, branding thank you um and into this and all that and like he does these stupid things and they're like and i want one of them to be like no that's not even a a ritual like that's nothing like that's fake Mm -hmm. like no no i I would actually like normally i don't do this but i would Mm. still set this in the 90s Ooh. (laughs) um (laughs) i'm gonna go into the 80s for 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 actually for the reasons of the cop Mm. um Obviously, he would have less technology back in back yes. in the back in the nineties. But um, I don't want him to carry his gun, and I don't. And I know that he 
Because um, you, you only see him use it once. You only see him pull it once. Who does he pull it on? He pulls it on a ghost. Oh, right. Um, and um, because I kind of... Because when the the girl... When he comes to the house and the girls are like asking him questions... Yeah. She's like, do, do you, you have, have a gun? Do you have a gun? Well, I do, but I don't have it with me. Yeah. Right? But he you, also... never, you never see him wearing it. They never, well, They're never explicit with him wearing his gun. But she also does say, can I see it? And he goes, no. Yeah. Right? Well, because that makes him a good cop. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. I liked the fact that it's like, oh, you have a gun? I, like, I do oh, have yeah, one. <laughs> but, oh, can, can I see it? No. Like, yeah. this is a weird house. Because it's a small town, and he's going to be like, yeah, I don't, why do I, I don't need to carry my gun here. No. Which is one of the things, like, I know you're not into the horror stuff, but like that, the recent, um, the most recent Flanagan, um, Mike Flanagan pick uh, series Midnight mm-hmm. Mass. I guess it's not the most recent anymore. Anyway, um, Rahu Coley plays the sheriff and never carries his gun. He's like, it's a small town. Yeah. I don't want these people to fear me, right? I'm not supposed to be scary. I'm supposed to be their their sheriff, right? Yeah. Um, and if I'm carrying a gun around on me, I'm just like it's a deterrent, right? So, um, yeah, just stuff like that, and it just it just seems like a '90s type of thing. You want this small town. You want it to be small towny. You don't hmm. want it to be. You don't want those kids walking around with phones and taking pictures and you know People the, jumping the off tourists the coming in just for yeah. So yeah, yeah. keep it in the nineties. Hmm. I know I, it's I would weird say, for me, but yeah, I, I I'd be with you. Like this, parts of this really needs to stay in in an era where yeah, technology's not quite there and mm-hmm. all that, and like it's good old detective work and trying to figure out stuff and i think i think that's where you you play like i love i love the fact that sally cannot lie to this guy and i want that to be part of her like original spell like i want her to be like somebody i can be so trusted worth trusted to i cannot lie and that's what yeah. So the the fact that we trust each other so much that neither yeah. of us can lie to each other, and it should, he should come from him too, because he should be like telling her parts of the investigation. Yeah. And like, why did why did I just tell you yeah. that? <laughs> and be like, yeah. yeah, why 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 are we doing this? And then yeah, yeah having that aspect, because then that makes them more of like, I cannot lie to him. And then that whole like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like. I like when she comes up and there's a cop here and I have this strong feeling I can't tell him why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like that's the part of this, the movie that I really did like and I really thought that they downplayed with a bunch of their jokes is the fact that these people have been doing magic mm-hmm. their whole lives. Right? It's a big part of their, their thing and like it's real and it's and it can be scary and yeah. stuff like that. So Well, I like one of the fun facts I didn't I didn't go over it, but one of the fun facts they talked about, or the trivia they talked about, was the fact that the ants dress in a much older style of clothing. And it was like, this is possibly to suggest they are older than they appear. Mm -hmm. And I like that idea where it's like, because one of them's like, they make placenta bars and it keeps them young for... Well, that's gross, but... It's not something that doesn't happen. No, I know. (laughs) But I think it should be something like that where, yeah, these ants are... People in town should be like, I remember them being kids, and one of them, like one of the little eighty-year-old grannies, mm-hmm. I could not get that out by the way. <laughs> one of the eighty-year-old grannies is like, I remember them, like being around my age, and look at them, like, yeah. 
And it's just that one of those things where the like the small town doesn't keep a record, so they don't really like he go he should uh, been, Gary should come been in here as long as I can remember. Yeah. Gary comes in and he's like, I have no real records. Like he go he should go to the mayor or the sheriff of the town and be like, Hey, I need records on the Owens, and they'd be like. Oh, we don't really keep records on the Owens. They're just there. Or, or they, they, they burned up in a fire about 200 years ago. <laughs> like... Anytime we keep a record of them, it goes away in about 50 years. Yeah. We've lost them. We had a rodent infestation. <laughs> yeah. infestation. Yeah. Uh, the great fire that burned. Like, we just can't keep records of these women. Yeah. And I do want the fact that, like, because they have the whole background of, like, Although they call her aunt, but it's the great grandmother of them, I'm guessing. The background, the oh, yeah. story of why they can't have love yeah. lives. But I like the fact like it should be she set up this this house. Well, they they kind of imply that she set up the whole island. Kind of. And then just kind of have it go away. Like Yeah. And I yeah. just want her to be like she set up the house, like and the town kind of grew started growing around mm-hmm this and like grew around her because i wanted him to be like well this house like where's their deed to the land and the people are just like oh we we don't have those we don't know and we're not going to inquire like i want them to be kind (laughs) of scared (laughs) yeah scared but then you know at the same time all these people are still going to them yeah like they're just showing up and be like hey yeah so they're kind of like a last resort yeah it's kind of like so I have this problem and the doctors can't get rid of it. And they're like, all right, come on in. Yeah. The scene with the, the erection cream. What head have you been rubbing it on? Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Woo. I'm like, that, that, was a great, a, that was a clever joke. That was a great <laughs> yeah. scene. That's why I was in the intro. And then have the, the cop walk out and be like, this is a weird town. <laughs> I've never spent this much on shampoo in my life. I want him, though, to come back to that joke and be like... That's a really good shampoo. When he leaves... <laughs> no, because when he leaves, right? They separate at the end yeah. and then they come back. And I want him to be like, do you have any more of that shampoo? It is amazing. <laughs> or like my... after that scene, people just be like, wow, you have really nice hair. Your hair. I know. <laughs> he should just like walk and it's like shiny and all healthy. And he's just like... Oh, hey. mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Shall yeah, we? I don't, uh... I don't know if my guy has it. Let's get to the gas. Then you can do with shaving cream then. Yeah, that's you true. Know, a nice shaved beard or something. Yeah. Or a manicured nice. beard. Nice. Oh, beard oil. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's yeah. got a nice 80s mustache going on. Okay. Are okay. we going to come down with something? <laughs> we'll get to that. Do you want to start with Do you want to start with the ants? Yeah, that's why we're talking about coming down with something. Okay. So... Do you want to do the? You want to do the whole thing? <laughs> I can't do the whole. Well, this, this, how was your weekend this week? How was it with your weekend, Boyle? Well, I didn't really feel good. <laughs> I came down with a really bad case of dying weast infection. <laughs> weast infection. <laughs> One of the best cold opens. <laughs> God. It, it's just the best because he just stands there and stares at him. It's like, <laughs> what the like, hell did you just say? <laughs> So yeah, Diane Weist. Diane Weist plays Aunt Jet. She's kind of the Aunt Zelda. Yeah, she's the happy-go-lucky one that mm-hmm. just wants to make brownies for breakfast and. Yeah. yeah. So what is Diane Weist known for? Oh no, she is not known for Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. 
<sighs> you are probably not going to get it. We have done one of her movies, though, on this podcast. I was going to say program, but On no. this program. Yeah. That works, too. On this podcast, so. I, for the life of me, cannot think. Uh, she plays Winona Ryder's mom in Edward Scissorhands. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She is also known for Bullets Over Broadway, Hannah and Her Sisters, and The Birdcage. Oh, The Birdcage. She plays um, wife. God, we need to do The Birdcage. Yeah. When we Maybe do. we don't. <laughs> the world, that movie is funny, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. But the world has changed a lot. It is now. <laughs> right. But I don't think it's making... It's not, it never, the movie definitely does not make fun of them. No. Uh, make fun of the groups. But, like, having non-gay actors play, or actor, I guess, play. Only one, because yeah. only one, the other yeah. one was. Well, Hank Azaria is not gay either. No. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, come on. One of, do you not, one of Robin the Williams absolute best great. Robin Williams comedies of all time. A remake it's in itself. It was made yeah. off a French movie. I um, love the fact, doesn't he drop something? Or he does something yes, in that one. He, that he slips and falls with the soup. Yeah. And just keeps going. So they left it in the movie. They left it yeah. in. God, I love Robin. That movie is just... One one month we'll do a Robin Williams month. Yeah. We All right. could definitely do that movie for Robin Williams. Diane Weist. Diane Weist. Uh, shall I go first or should you, you go, go first? You go first. Okay. Um, so this is our... I know we're, I'm going to completely equate them to the, the ants yeah, from the Sabrina. Um, this is definitely the Aunt Zelda. This is the quirky one. This is the, you know. So I picked a person who is a horror legend. Um, and I picked mm. Sissy Spacek. Mm. Who played Carrie in the original yep. Brian De Palma movie. Um, so a horror legend. Very, very, very talented actress. Um, I haven't, um, I really want to watch her show on Amazon. The one she does with J.K. Simmons. Um, but every time I see her, she's amazing. Um, she's so good. And just the fact that, as I said, I want this to be more horror focused. I casting her as kind of the fun loving weird aunt just kind of makes it more mm -hmm. funny and comedy for me than it would be for her to be like the serious aunt. So, um, yeah, Sissy Spacek. Nice. Who do you have? Uh, speaking of horror comedies, I love horror comedies. Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Um, <laughs> it's no, now, they're now uncles. <laughs> I, let's be honest. <laughs> no, I want Lucy Lawless. Um, her, That's a weird pull. Her turn on um, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Never saw it. Oh, okay. So she played a demon on that one. She's basically the one that wrote the Necronomicon. Okay. Uh, but she is great. That's got to be a Sam Raimi thing. Oh, yeah. He likes Lucy Lawless. Um, they did the whole show together. Yeah. <laughs> Put his brother in it. Yeah. A lot of people showed up on she, that show. She was in Spider-Man. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of a weird weird pull, but I think she'll go well with my other aunt. Mm -hmm. um, and Hilda. Hmm? And Hilda. And Hilda. <laughs> Francis. Um, but Lucy Lawless, I thought, just can play this, like, quirkiness to her and happiness to her mm -hmm. that she, you, don't, you don't see a lot of in her stuff, but... Um, and I just think, yeah, I loved Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's three seasons. It's great. It's creepy as shit. And it's got its most ridiculous comedy moments. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's great. <laughs> but she's great in it. And I've used great a lot. Yeah. 
Great. Um, so, yeah, Lucy Lawless. Okay. And her last name's Lawless. Like, it's, come on. It's true. And her first name's Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. <laughs> okay, next, uh, Aunt Frances, played by Stalker Channing. Stalker if Channing. If you don't get one of these, Grease. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> Grease? Yes. Is it Grease? Yeah, she's known that's for... Cause, like, I'm, that's the only other thing I know her from. <laughs> she's known for Grease. Yes. I was, like, the she oldest was... high school student ever. Rizzo. Yeah. Rizzo. Yeah. That is honestly... Part of the darkest story... One of the darkest storylines in that movie. Yes. But, you know, oh. the is she pregnant storyline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. Yay! Yay! Well, they're in high school. That should be a yay. Yeah. <laughs> they're in high school in the 50s. <laughs> they're 30-year-olds in high school in the 50s. Also, go back and listen to Grease Lightning. It is not appropriate no. for younger audiences. Neither is um, the Summer Lovin'. No. Right. Did she put up a fight? Oh. Whoa, dude. Whoa. Dude, if she did, I would have backed away and been a gentleman <laughs> and said, you yeah. said no? Okay, good. Yeah. So, she's so known for Grease. Mm-hmm. She's known for this movie. Uh, Six Degrees of Separation. And where the heart is, which looks like uh, Natalie Portman and Ashley Judd. Ooh, yeah. So I don't know if that's the one where she gives birth in a Walmart or not, but whatever. oh, I remember that one. <laughs> My baby was born in the Walmart. Yeah. Um, okay, who did you have for uh, our more serious Aunt Hilda um, and Francis? Okay, so I want her to play more serious, but still have the funness to her. Um, Oh, no, she's not related. Mine's weird, so don't worry about it. I was going to say, she's not related to, or she's not married to him anymore. Mr. Tim Burton. Oh. Oh, good pull. (laughs) Helen Bonham Carter. I don't think they were ever married. Were they not married? No, I think they were just together and had kids. Oh, but they did separate recently. Um, She was the first. Good pull. She was the first one. Yeah. And you know what? It's weird because, like, Big Fish... Mm-hmm. The way she played the seriousness, but like the crazy lady that lived in the lake and Bellatrix, yeah, Bellatrix Lestrange. <sighs> just, I I know she's played the witch already. No, that's not why I shake my head. So you read books that you yep. you say the names the way you think you say the names. Mm-hmm. Lestrange isn't a goddamn name. Lestrange would be a name. Lestrange isn't a goddamn name. <laughs> Lestrange. This is one of the, I know. I've talked about the movies before. <laughs> that one is one of the things that bothered me the most no one would ever call you that soka god damn it was written in english <laughs> it's soka we all know this it's ang but it's not ong it's le which is I know. french why Lost wouldn't you have sounds. it as a french name uh-huh. like put the french on it anyway she's a great pick damn it <laughs> She was, like, honestly, I was doing this the other day. And, and it was so picked for Stalker Channing's character, too. Yeah. That was, like, I... I, I was, though, I wasn't trying to it avoid wasn't, it wasn't, with people who had played witches yeah. before. And it wasn't even the Harry Potter poll, because she's great there, but she's great as, like, this crazy... Like, it was, funny enough, it was, like, the big fish was the poll, even though that's been a movie we watched, like, last year. Mm-hmm. Like... The way she plays just normal sometimes. Like, I want her to be normal, but a normal witch. Yeah. Well, it's kind of what they were. Yeah. So. Anyways, who'd you have? So, okay, mine's weird. That's fine. Um, I picked Oprah Winfrey. 
So you know what? <laughs> I will give you it. She will do it. Because like again, she's she is great when she does act. She's obviously a, mm-hmm. an impressive human being. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, because I I changed I changed one of my sisters. Yeah. So I was looking for a a, a black person to be one of the aunts, right? Um, and yeah, it's just because I wanted that age range, age mm-hmm. range. She kept coming up, and I'm like. You know what? She would probably have a lot of fun doing this, and like, as, like I know we're doing the fun sister, the fun aunt, mm-hmm. and the not so fun aunt. But soccer training was still fun. They were both like, they fun. were both like crazy, kooky, and weird. It was just, it was just Diane Weist's character was kind of more aloof. She was um, more aloof, but she was more like, oh, I want to get them in love, and yeah. the other one's like, you're an idiot, but yeah. let's do this. Yeah. So what time is it? <laughs> Ding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just. Hmm? I don't. Know. I've seen only seen her in two movies, I think, in my life, and like she has done so 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 well in those movies. Like I they're... still haven't watched The Wrinkle in Time. I didn't see that one, um, but uh, yeah, she is just an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing actress, an amazing person. So, yep. Yeah, Oprah. 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 <laughs> see, that's what I mean. I'm like, mine's a weird poll. <laughs> that's fine. So. I believe in your polls. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> I believe okay. in them. Okay, Jimmy. Cause I miss you, Jimmy. <laughs> Even your stupid song. Played by um, Goran Viznijic. Mm. My apologies, Goran. Um, I have seen him in something, though. You have? What is he known for? I don't know. So he's known for one of my favorite movies of all time, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Oh, he was Elizabeth Salander's boss. Oh. Very small part. Uh, he was in ER for quite a number of years. Yeah, maybe that's that. right. Um, he is in a movie called Beginners, which you've probably never seen. And then he was in... Um, one of the worst superhero movies. Right, we talked about this last week. Of all time, Elektra. Oh shit, he was also on The Boys. He was in The Boys? Yeah. Alistair Adana. I don't remember him. And he was Nikola Tesla on Doctor Who. Yes, he was in one episode. Yeah, I remember that. That was one of the Jodie Whittaker show episodes. Yeah. So, a fairly good actor. He does this well. He was good on ER when I watched it. Oh, um, Elektra. But yeah, Electra's just 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 terrible. Oh my goodness! So. I totally remember. And I think he did this well. Like he has those. Like he's a good-looking man. He has that kind of charm where you'd expect, right? Mm-hmm. You know, women to trust him and all that stuff, which is kind of what they were going for, I think. Right. Well, he has that. Yeah, he had that bad boy '90s image mm-hmm. to him, um, but he played it like he played. The creepy possessiveness really well. Yeah. yeah. And like when they bring him back and he just has that like flip out like, I want you to be my wife. I want you to be my wife. And yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. But then that's where I feel like the CGI and like the ghost <laughs> version of him was just a little too much. Yeah. But I, I do. I do get it. Anyways, who's your Jimmy? My. Um, so again. I wanted my character to be a little bit more of a gothy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want him Chris to be Angel. like... No. <laughs> I didn't want him to be like the super conventionally attractive man. But more... Can you take your sunglasses off? No. <laughs> Sorry. The reflection of me How... in your glasses kept screwing me up whenever I looked at you. <laughs> oh, boo. Um, Can't look at himself. Well, no. It was a, a silhouette, so I always... No, don't worry about it. You're my, good. My brain is weird. Um, so I wanted to pick a person who was 
less conventionally attractive, but I knew was attractive to a certain group of women hmm. because I've seen thirst traps of this guy on TikTok. <laughs> um, so I, I like, anyway, I picked uh, Matthew Gray Grubbler. Uh, he plays Dr. Spence or Spencer Reed on Criminal Minds. He, he's been in other things too, but like he is this really smart, skinny guy. Um, but people find him quite attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he, I can't remember what movie it was he was in, like a small like indie movie where he was a gothy kind of like hippie guy. And like he looked really good doing it. And he has the, they had the eyeliner and all that stuff. And like I kind of just, I don't know, I just thought it'd be good for this because he is that, oh, you would never expect that kind of behavior of a person like this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I kind of wanted that. Because, like, this guy is, like, the super, super nice... Like, he is a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted that kind of juxtaposition of... Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, who do you have? I went with different direction. Because I didn't, I didn't go the gothic... Like I said, I want this you to be... You wanted to stick with the weird cowboy thing that he was liking? I kind of want... I, no, but I kind of want him to be... Because I, I, the guy I picked is a British guy. So I picked Callum Turner. Okay. You will know who that is in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked a British guy. I want this to be like the British guy that has come over and wanted to be like the cowboy life. Like, you know, be like investing himself in. But then like he's investing himself in the dark magic and all that. Like he's basically trying to be a pl- or poser. Right. In who, this, in this world. Callum Turner. He is Newt's brother. He's Theseus Commander. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is. Okay. Yeah. From the Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah. Got it. So he's the brother of Newt. Um and I just he's he's kinda got that pretty boy look to him. Um, but yeah, I want this to be like he's some guy that ran away from England, is in the States, and is just like this it's a long run. Yeah, I know. You had to run across the water. It was really quick. <laughs> um, but just to be like this, like, has this reputation that kind of, like, follows him as a bad boy. And, the, you know, the British gangster has come over and he's just playing at being a cowboy. That's why he's got, like, the huge belt buckle on and, mm-hmm. like, the big gaudy rings. And he's just into all this, like, weird shit. Yeah. But that's kind of what pulls Jillian into it, too. Right. Mm-hmm. It should be something like she sees he has a symbol on his arm. And that's what draws her to him at first. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I got this because it means this. And she's like, well, no, it actually means this. Yeah, and then they, they start to talk. and you, then Yes, but you could also use that as like a, that's when you first see it. Mm-hmm. Because a man like that, like they have portrayed in the film, he would not want her to correct him. No. Right? So. But I... I no, but like I'm saying, if you did that scene, you'd also have to be like, that's where you first see him break the facade. Yeah. And then come back because he's trying to win her. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Walks away. So, yeah. Callum Turner. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Who cool. do we have next? Cool, cool, cool. Mr. Gary Hallett. Gary Hallett, the cop. Who I do not recognize this guy. Aiden Quinn. No? Clearly, no. clearly, I don't recognize Aiden Quinn. I know he's in things, but I just... He is in things. So he's known for this movie, yeah. uh, Legend of the Falls, with Anthony Hopkins and Brad Pitt. No. Um, something called Flipped, that I don't know. And then one of the saddest movies I've ever watched in my life, 
Benny and June. Yeah, he plays um, June's brother. I think brother. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? No. Nope. One of Johnny Depp's best performances, in my opinion. Yeah. Great, mm-hmm. great movie. About two mentally unstable people falling in love. Oh. Yeah. And then the brother who is trying to take care of his sister and, you know, all that stuff. But, yeah. Uh, he was yeah. also in Jonah Hex. Yeah, I think he was the bad guy in that movie. Probably. It says yeah. uh, President Grant. Oh, maybe not the bad guy. Yeah. No, all the presidents are bad guys. What are you talking about? Jeez. Oh, we just got political. <laughs> That's right. We're doing that here on Recasted. Yeah. No, no, we're, no not. we're not. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, like... Oh, my. That was my stomach. That was weird. <laughs> Jesus. Um, there are not a lot of his movies I've seen. No. Even the ones you named off, I have not seen any of those. I like, think he's from another movie that I really enjoy. But oh, I, he's in he's in like quite a few. No, no, I know. It's from the nineties as well. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. Uh am I up? You I'm are, up. You are up. Um, okay. So this is the the cop. And I wanted somebody who you would look at not look at, but who could play the genuine nice guy that's trying to do the right thing. And I think my actor did this really well on the boys. Speaking of the boys. So, <laughs> speaking of the boys. Um, so, I went with Laz Alonzo. Okay. Who's Mother's Milk. Yeah. Because um, he was the guy that was trying to do the right thing. Up, I mean, the last season was pretty good with, um, what's his name? Not Homelander. The other guy. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Like... They did send him off the deep end on there, but mm-hmm. like up to that, he was always trying to do the right thing and he was always trying to be a good dad and all that. And I think having him be this tough guy investigator coming in, looking for this scrawny British guy, man, <laughs> having trouble tracking him down mm-hmm. and then just coming into this like weird small town. Like I wanted to kind of be not the fish out of water in the small town, but still be like, Ooh, something's happening. Like, mm-hmm. And see, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to avoid by not putting it now. Because mm-hmm. like, if you put it now, you'd have to be like, well, I can't contact my lab and I can't yeah. do this. And it's like, just don't do that. Just set it back in the 90s. Just have yeah. it so that it, you know, all he worries about is pictures and writings. Yeah. So, And then like how he, he wouldn't have been able to get hold of her letter because she wouldn't have written a letter. She probably would have written an yeah. email. And, blah, blah, blah. Written email. and we pulled your email. Well, that's a breach of security. <laughs> and, uh, no. But I do like the fact he's like, how many times have you read my letter? Yeah. And he's like, mm, couple for, yeah. you know, and then it's like later, he's like, like a thousand times. Well, the thing is, like, they talk about it too. Like, are you compelled to do this because mm-hmm. of the spell I did when I was a kid? Or, um, yeah. although that is a good scene when he's like, hey, I also wished for you, and then walked away. And she's yeah. like, son of a bitch, <laughs> feelings. But see, this is what I talk about when I say that, like, Sandra Bullock was, like, did a really good job acting this yeah. movie. Like, we'll talk about her in a oh, moment, okay? Fine, fine, fine. Well, La- Laz Alonzo is yeah. my my Detective Gary. Okay. Who is yours? Um, so I went with another horror movie, uh, more modern horror movie person. Um, she was amazing in um, Doctor Sleep. She Ooh. played um, Rose the Hat. So I picked Rebecca Ferguson. Ooh. Um, I absolutely love Doctor Sleep as a follow up to The Shining, which is very very not easy to do. The book itself was hard to do. 
and well, and Kubrick. The, we also we talked about it when yeah, we did The Shining, yeah. but yes, Kubrick. Was, um, and then having to do a Kubrick sequel mm-hmm. plus a, a, a faithful adapt adaptation of a book that was ended very differently than the movie. Um, I feel that they did very very well. Plus, and she was, after after the time of making The Dark Tower, yeah. which did not do well. Yeah. Um, and I feel that Rebecca Ferguson was definitely one of the strongest parts of that film, mm-hmm. which is not easy when you're going up against the likes of Ewan McGregor, who is, mm-hmm. we all know is just phenomenal in almost mm-hmm. everything he does. Um, yeah, she was just so good. Not only that, but she knows how to do lots of different types of acting. She was great. She is, is great in the Mission Impossible franchise because she's in the new one too. So, yeah. Yeah. I like her, Rebecca mm-hmm. Ferguson. I never actually got a chance to use her or anything. So this as a kind her of her name horror... always pops up, but yeah. I, I this is gonna sound weird, but I always get her confused with the girl that was in that '70s show. Which girl? Um, the one that was also in Orphan Black. I don't know why. Orphan I'm, Black? Yeah, not Orphan Black. Um, uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, L- uh, Laura Prepon. I think that's the one. The the redhead Eric's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Those why. Those are very different people. I don't know why, but every time she shows up, though, yeah, like she, it, it, I always get her confused. Yeah, that's that's because I'm like, confusion. no, no, that's not the right one. I'm like, no, wait, I haven't seen her, and what have I seen? Anyways. Okay. Next. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Jillian. Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean. Oops, sorry. Should be. So this is gonna definitely gonna be harder. Moulin Rouge. Yes. Good pull. Um, Australia? No. Ooh. You're probably not going to get the rest of them. Um, rabbit, actually... rabbit Proof Fence? No, no. You don't know that one. Never mind. Are you sure she was in that? Rabbit Proof Fence? Yeah. I think so. She's in a movie called Rabbit Hole. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell us the other ones while I look uh, Rabbit Hole, Dogville, and The Hours. The hours make sense. She won an Oscar for that movie. Hmm. Um, but yes, and then Moulin, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Yes, Moulin Rouge would have been the first. Uh, she has upcoming Netflix rom com filming right now. Oh, nice. Oh, the Golden Compass. Right, she was Mrs. She was the bad, bad lady. <laughs> she was the bad lady. She was the bad lady. She was the bad lady. Yeah. Cold Mountain. She was in Panic Room. I guess so. Yeah, weird. The others. Do you ever remember the others? I never saw it. Um, Danielle talks about it all the time. It's one of those good movies. One of those it's always on one of those like top ten horror, like like top best horror movies of all time type of thing. Good Sp- twist. Spo- I was gonna say spoiler of the twist. Yeah. It has a great twist to it. I thought she was in Rabbit Proof Fence. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. In um, Panic Room, she's just the girlfriend on the phone. Girlfriend on the phone. <laughs> okay. She's uncredited. So, but yeah, most people know her for Moulin Rouge and um, being Tom Cruise's wife for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, Batman Forever, Doctor Chase Meridian. So, <sighs> a great one. Not really. Come on, so good. Oh, maybe is, maybe is it my not. go or your go? It is your go. go. So this is definitely a recency bias. Um. I picked Tatiana Maslany. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got it in first, so <laughs> ha ha. That was last week. Yeah. Um, 
because of kind of how she plays She-Hulk. Not how she plays Jennifer. Yeah. But, like, because this character is kind of like the flirty, like, I want to go out and do my own thing, mm-hmm. party kind of girl. And I think she did that really, really well. When, um, well, she did. We're like, Hulks. We smash things. I, Bruce smashes things. <laughs> I smash the fourth wall. And, and Matt Murdock. <laughs> that was a great joke. Yeah. I don't care. And then I love, that was the best I part of that. at the end when he just falls out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there. Yeah. Like, hey. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think she's great. She was amazing. I still haven't watched all of it. I've been trying to get through Orphan Black. and. Yeah. She, yeah, she's a remarkably talented actress. So, mm-hmm. recency biased, I know, but mm. you know, yeah, we we all have it. Yeah, go ahead. Who's yours? So for Jillian, Jillian is the crazy Wilder sister. Um, I went with Samara Weaving. Okay, you went a little younger than I did. I did for these ones. Um, even for the ants, technically, I did go quite younger for them. Even though Helen Bonham Carter and Lucy Lawless are in there late 50s i believe mm-hmm. um, well i went for late 60s early 70s type age but i wanted i wanted the sisters to be kind of younger in their 30s right i wanted them to be in their 30s era and um this one's clearly the partier she's out she's about she's doing all this stuff um and samara weaving's just great mm-hmm. as stupid as the bill and ted movies are which i love she was great in that this third one the third one. She wasn't in the other two. No, she was great in it. <laughs> As Thea, I believe. The daughter. Account, yeah, one of the daughters. Sorry, my stomach keeps making weird noises. Maybe you're hungry. Not those weird noises. Um, and then, like, uh, Ready or Not. Oh, weird. Yeah, really good horror film. Yeah. Does you, she? You saw that one? No, I have not seen oh, okay. that one yet. But she looked really good in it. They, um, the, the dress she has in that movie is just mm-hmm. so well done mostly because it's like a, it's a it's a horror movie that takes over the course of one night yeah so like shit keeps happening to her and like yeah the way they they kind of like made it look more and more blood covered and grime covered throughout the whole movie is just really well done yeah. great costume work there yeah she has that but she has that look she has that nicole kidman look to her yeah, i agree so I kind of went for very similar, not quite the same. Um, but yeah, more of that, hey, I'm going to be the party girl. Mm-hmm. And then has to deal with the consequences of it after. So yeah, Samara Weaving. Sounds good. Sally. Yeah, Sandy Sa- Bullock. This, this isn't, no, we've done Speed. We did Speed, right? We did Speed. It's like, how many Sandra Bullocks have we done? Speed. Speed. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so she's known for speed. She is known for speed. Speed two. No. Come on, cruise control. She's it's not a great known sequel. For speed two. It's not. It's a terrible sequel. <laughs> We're gonna take the concept, put it on a cruise ship. Hot? You mean the things that don't go fast? Yeah. <laughs> they go fast, but they don't go that fast. Um, okay. Um, what's the the blind side? No. No. Which is kind of surprising. Wow. Yeah. Um, Miss Congeniality? Yes. Wow. I hate you, IMDb, sometimes. <sighs> She's probably not known for this one. She's not known for this one. Um, Famous space movie. Oh, uh, Gravity. Yes. George Clooney mm-hmm. also has one of the most stupidest plot problems in it. Inconsistency. No, 
pull him back. <laughs> There's no gravity pulling him away. Yeah. You could literally, he should know that. <laughs> you yeah. guys are dumb. Also, the space debris is going in the wrong direction. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think. I, I, I want to give you a clue, but you're probably still not going to get it. Okay. Movie with her and Ryan Reynolds. The proposal. Oh, you did get it. <laughs> First, she was getting deported back to Canada and made it seem like it was some terrible thing. And yet you're proposing to an American who is Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's the movies they That's chose? what I mean. Like, of all the movies she's not, done, not like... this congeniality and the proposal are on here. Yeah. I mean, give it. This congeniality was a comedy. It is got some stupid lines in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, like, I absolutely love The Heat. I think her and Melissa McCarthy are just unbelievably funny, funny. in that movie. Um, but, yeah, she she's a really good actress. Her um, and, like, Speed. You know what? I think we talked lake, about this. The Lake House. I was going to say The Lake House. Keanu <laughs> Reeves. Keanu again. Um, uh, but, like, if they remade Speed, or better yet, just make we, a we sequel. I know. <laughs> I think we made a talk about it. If they just made a sequel to it. They just need to get those two back. Keanu and Sandra Bullock just need to come back and make Speed 2. Well, you, you don't, probably don't remember this because there was a romantic comedy a couple of years ago, an independent one. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I could probably look it up easily, but it doesn't really go for the story. Uh, that had Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and Winona Ryder. And they, um, they were going to a wedding. They didn't know each other. They were sat at the same table because they were singles at a mm-hmm. wedding. But it was just like everyone was like, oh, it's them again, because they were in Dracula. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so. I always love the story. Now we're on that path. I always love the story that uh, in in Dracula, they were the director, whose name I cannot think of. Um, Why can't Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Wanted all of them to be mean to Winona Ryder to make her cry. And Keanu Reeves was like, I'm not doing that. Because he's not that kind of guy. No. He's like, yeah. I'm not going to be a dick. Just to make her cry on camera, yeah. and he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Back but to Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Uh, there was an interview a couple of years ago with about Speed mm-hmm. and um, Keanu, mm-hmm. and one of the things she said she always regretted was not dating him when they were doing the movie, because <laughs> he was such a nice guy. Seems like a really nice guy, yeah. and she's so. a pretty attractive lady. Mm-hmm. She had a bad choice in husband, though. Jesse James? Yeah. How did you not know he was white supremacist? <laughs> anyway, who is your um, Sally Owens? I guess that's you, right? Yep. Um, so I went with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead? Winstead. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Last name. Um, mixture of Ramona Flowers. Um, not Black Canary. Wow. The huntress. huntress, they call me the Huntress. Um, I love how they've been flicked to her practicing that in the yeah. mirror. <laughs> I think her her comedic timing, but she has that more of a straight comedy, and I think she would be able to pull off the grief strickenness, mm-hmm. and then like being the the mother, and you know. Having to deal with her two crazy aunts and then her partying sister. Like, I think she would be able to pull all of that off and then still have fun with it. Mm-hmm. 
right? So I think she could do the balance of in between of it really well. Yeah. So yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead? Go with Winstead. Winstead. Because Winstead sounds too much like, like Weinstein. Weinstein. <laughs> I know. I, every time I say it, I'm like, it can't be Weinstein. Yeah. No. It's Winstead. So. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a, a dirty, dirty name. Uh. So. I've used her before. Ah, uh, boo. <laughs> not, not. I've re- used almost not, everybody. Not recently, thankfully, but um, she's one of my favorite actresses right now. And I picked her because she has so much range being a Starfleet captain. Uh, and I picked Cara Sydney Martin-Green. Oh. <laughs> um, her playing Michael Burnham on Discovery. Just she the, the way they've written that character and the way they've written the seasons over the years, like with the grief and the in chargeness and all that stuff. Like she would just absolutely 100% nail this character. Mm-hmm. And I want her to come out of discovery going into better prod, like go, not better going into good or big, gooder, gooder. gooder. It's okay. To, we can't big, speak on a podcast in, into bigger projects. No. Um, because like, yeah, she was LeBron James's wife in space jam, the second space jam, but that's not a good role for her. I so. still cannot go see that movie. It's not a good movie. No. I, they just didn't do it right. It's okay. No. We don't have to talk about it. If you're going to do... Hold on. No, we're going to talk about it. You brought it up. It's your fault. The problem is, first movie was basically story of, we need Michael Jordan because we have this stupid premise of aliens trying to take over and we need basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't like stories where they do the sequels that are kind of like this, where it's like... Oh, we're going to pull you into the internet, was the this premise of it? It wasn't. It was a computer, but... A computer, and then it's like, oh, well, you need to do this because... Like, it It doesn't feel like it's anything related. Like, if you were going to do another Space Jam movie... They, they definitely tried to relate it, but it didn't work well, no. very well. Yeah. And I just think, as bad as it sounds, like, the Looney Tunes aren't as relevant. That was part of the story, though. That they're not as relevant? Yeah. But you can still do that kind of really well. I mean, look at Chip and Dale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chip and Dale had so many references and stuff to like irrelevant see, characters. They did it well. They did it well. Where Space Jam tried to reference everything Warner Brothers had and did it poorly. Yeah. Like they even had like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze in there. But they didn't get Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> they just had some guy dressed up like him and it looks like a bad costume. Which Same is, with their Beetlejuice and their all of that other things. Like which, they didn't try hard enough. No. Like, which is weird because Arnold Schwarzenegger still has his Mister Freeze costume. He totally would have done it. He he and Michael he Keaton rents it for a dollar a year from Warner Brothers. And Michael Keaton would have would have shown up as Batman. Shown up as as Batman and Beetlejuice and whatever they wanted him because like because of why not, right? Hey, so. do you want to show up as a one shot of Beetlejuice? Well, Hell yeah! In that movie, they also go to Kevin Conroy's Batman. Like, is it actually Kevin Conroy though? I believe so. It I better be, because otherwise yeah. I'd just be bullshit. But then they also made the stupid decision to recast Lola Bunny, and Zadea did not bring anything to that role that that Tara Strong wouldn't have brought to that role. I didn't bring that to that role. Tara Strong did the original, yeah. right? And yeah. But that's what I don't. That's the thing I don't really love about about them is that like they change voice actors and it's like why you're trying to appeal mario no that's a no i completely disagree with you i don't think charles martinet should do mario good because he would have been a terrible mario i don't think chris pratt was the great choice whatever he's a dame 
No, but I'm serious. Like this has been an argument for for months now since since that came out. Yeah. Yes. Do I think he's going to do a great job? Maybe not. He he's a good Emmett though. He is a good Emmett. Like, but maybe not. But Charles Martinet would do a terrible job. Oh, he would. He wouldn't be able to do the. And it the would whole, be annoying the whole time. He wouldn't be able to do a whole speech. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think he should. But I think they should have found somebody else. Anyways, Sonico Martin Green. Hmm. Sonico Martin Green would do this role really, really well. There you go. We got off topic real fast. Real fast. Okay. Anyways, um, Picard. I... Picard? No. Star Trek. Star Trek. Picard's good too. Yeah. I cannot wait for season three. Where like everybody's they coming entire, back. Yeah, they have the I entire cast back. I've seen posters of it. Oh my god. But they also have um, seven of nine. Seven and well, nine. So, but she was was she ever in the next generation? She was never in no. the next generation. She was in Voyager. Yeah. But the thing is, she's the only other human. Well, apart from a, apart from a few of the other, she's the only other human to have been in the Borg and come out fine. Wow. And like, and come out like Picard mm-hmm. did because he was the cutest. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that they had never been on screen together was super weird, and that was one of the reasons why they reached out to her for Picard. Yeah. Because they wanted that. That interaction. Anyway. should watch that. I haven't watched it. Anyways, where can they find us? <laughs> you guys can find us on most podcast things. We're, we're here. Please contact us. We're also on Twitter and um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Look us up. Uh, there's a multiple recasts, but we have the one with the most episodes because we are the best. <laughs> I wouldn't say... Yeah, I would say it's quantity over quality. <laughs> Let's be honest at this point. I think we're good. <laughs> I think my mom thinks we're good. She doesn't listen to this. She does not. <laughs> Some people listen to this, and thank you very much for listening to this. Well, Typically, I'd say you can find me on Etsy. Um, however, for the next couple months, I am going on hiatus on Etsy while we're in the process of moving yeah. or selling. Um, you can still find me on there. Uh, most of my listings will be active for a while, but nothing new for the next couple months. So you could still check me out, Canuck Comic Guy Store. Um, I will be back in the new year, most likely. So, um, next week we are kicking one of our old movies out. We had in our list because we... Because of the unfortunate news about a great actress named Angela Lansbury. Yes. So we are going to do a tribute as well. That just so happens to go with our theme. Yes. We actually had this one in our list, um, but we decided to take the first four weeks and five movies instead of, or four movies instead instead of five. Five. So we're putting it back in. So from all of us here at Recasted, go watch Bed Knobs and Broomsticks.